0: There's the birthday, boy. Happy birthday. Thank you. What's going on, everybody? 22. You're old. Yeah, I'm getting older.
1: I'm getting old. (laughs) In NBA years, I guess.
0: Yeah, there you go.
2: Trying to take it. Got it! Boston wins! Two legends in basketball analysis with over 70 years combined experience. This is the Bob Ryan and Jeff Goodman podcast. NBA, some college, a little bit of everything. You know, what can I say? But it wasn't going to happen here with him. I was okay with it because it wasn't about talent I didn't think.
0: All right, let's get right to it. (laughs) All right, now pleased to welcome into the Ryan and Goodman podcast none other than uh, maybe the most social person I've ever met, and that is (laughs) Boston Celtics forward Grant Williams. And uh, first of all, happy birthday, Grant. You are 22 years young today. Yes, I am.
1: I guess that's old at NBA turns, but outside of that, I'm feeling great.
2: Yeah, you never get drafted, you know, at 22. You'd have to beg and plead to draft an old guy like a 22-year-old. They made a big push out of Obi Toppin this year. He was 22! That is crazy. But Oh, my God! Time,
1: I just <laughs> thought about it. Thanks for telling me. For one, thanks for wishing me a happy birthday. But two,
0: I was a 22nd pick, and now it's my 22nd birthday. So, oh, like,
2: I like that. Symmetry.
0: Little, little symmetry. All right, so what, what are the big plans? I mean – birthdays right now Thanksgiving like all these holidays it's so different you're in Boston um you're you're working out before you guys start camp up here in in a few weeks What, what do you do for your 22nd birthday these days Grant
1: honestly I'm probably just gonna help Peyton move in I saw I went down to the package room and realized that everything in the room was Peyton Pritchard's name and you know, I was like, I gave, I'm giving, I gave him a call, and I was like, yeah, let me just help you with all this because I'm guess he's moving in today. So being able to uh, be there for a friend is always good. So I'll probably do that, and then we have a team meeting tonight on Zoom. So I uh, got a pretty filled birthday.
0: No, <laughs> hey, that? that that's not much, Grant. That moving Peyton in, carrying boxes in, is not exactly how I bet you anticipated <laughs> spending your 22nd birthday this year.
1: Hey, it's an exciting time. Let's just say that we're uh, we're it's a unique situation. Normally, I'd be probably be going to dinner or something like that. But um, something that I'll probably I'll Facetime my family. That's that's another thing. Facetime my family, uh, open up the gifts that they mailed, and mm-hmm. then that's about it.
2: Now, did you have any prior relationship with Peyton? Uh, the AAU, we're going back. He's a West Coast guy.
1: Huh. I didn't actually, but we both are nerds and we both enjoy the same like board games and card games, hanging out. So when he first got drafted, the first day he was here, we played Catan together, which uh-huh. was like connection from Tennessee as well as he played at Oregon. And then Carson right.
2: played- I would take, I was going to ask you, I was the 22nd time out here. Uh, you jumped the gun here. I was going to ask you if he had any relationship to music. Cause I know with you now it's rather important. To yeah. So um,
1: musically, I know, um, we're we're very much nerds. I feel like Aaron's more of the music music person. So Aaron and I connected that way. And then Peyton and I were board board games. So like when Carson Peyton, Carson and Peyton knew each other from USA Team mm-hmm. and they were hang they were originally about to hang out. We were like, Hey, let's all just do it in a group and we hung out together, played cards and uh got food and Kind of just talk talk a little, a little game about the next uh, how the season will go and what it's like being a rookie, give them a little pointers and yeah. uh, there's some great guys. So I'm excited to to see what they have moving forward, especially with training camp coming around the corner.
0: How, how excited are you to find another board game nerd that can play Catan? I mean, this is big for you. Huge. This is, this is big time. So actually, we taught. Um, Aaron
1: how to play he was willing to learn and we're probably going to teach Taco and Carson and a couple others so we actually might have a a new and improved uh roster let's just say when it comes to Catan
2: is there any trash talk possibility brewing between you and Aaron oh absolutely
1: volunteers I
2: I definitely trash talked him when the
1: first day he got here we were around everyone they didn't realize that that yeah I'm so
2: shocked to hear that (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah, they didn't know that that game was against Aaron. So, like I said, that's why on Twitter, the first I think someone tweeted at me saying, "Take care of Aaron." Yada yada, yada Tennessee fam. Yada yada, and I said, "I will. I'll make sure to win all forty-three points of it as a joke." <laughs> and uh, I tease him about it all the time. He's like, "Well, you guys know you should have won that one."
0: And I'm just like, "Hey, uh, we we did, and we ended up being number one in the country." So. What do you think of Aaron now that we got you talking about him for a minute? I mean, you saw him uh, his freshman year, Mandy. This past year, he only played about half the season. But, man, did he shoot the hell out of it. Yeah, he has a ratchet is what they say nowadays, I guess.
1: Uh, He can shoot the piss out the ball, uh, (laughs) shoots with the seams, without the seams. You can throw it to him on his feet. He probably could kick it in. So I'm excited to see how much that helps us as a team because I guess that's something that guys felt, felt that we were lacking last season. And being able to have that threat from the outside, a lethal threat, the way he is, especially off movement,
0: off of as he self-proclaimed best shooter in the draft. So um, I'm I'm, I'm with it. Listen, I'm not arguing with that. I said the same thing. Listen, when you shoot 52 percent from three or whatever he did, even in 14, 15 games. With That's like tough to do. Attempts, Eleven attempts it wasn't like it was like six attempts or three attempts a game. It was That's right. It was up
1: there. So I'm excited to uh, actually see him in action. Uh, we're not allowed to do much as a group right now, but seeing him just being able to spot shoot and shooting off the move and stuff that he's doing in his workouts, I'm been super impressed with him and Peyton so far.
0: You should show him tape. You should show him tape, Grant, of your early season three point stroke from when <laughs> when you started out last year, zero for twenty five. I don't think that he he would want to take pointers on that. I think that's something you could show him
1: not to do, something like that.
2: But how do you feel about yourself now? I was, he kind of anticipated my question, having gotten beyond that, having done what you did afterward. I mean, uh, you know, how as you look forward to this season, then how you can implement the three point shot into your game?
1: I'm excited. Um, I feel like. After I made my first three, uh, I think kind of just the pressure came off and it showed what type of shooter I actually was. I think towards the end, or going after I made my first one, I shot, I think, 40% or 39% from there Mm -hmm. moving forward and then 50-something in the playoffs. So um, I just hope to continue to improve and continue to not only just uh, improve my consistency of my shot, but also the volume because I feel like I shot one or two a game maybe last year, and being able to not only knock down and take a look a couple more will hopefully expand not only the offense for Jason and those guys, but also give me a a chance to crack this rotation
0: and and, uh, be one of those vital key guys. What was the biggest adjustment for you last year, now looking back on it, having a year to kind of look back, coming from college where you absolutely dominated most of the game, you know, where you dominated was inside of 15 feet, though. Um, what was the biggest adjustment for you? I feel like the biggest adjustment
1: that not many people really realize is going from a person that has the ball in their hands all the time to uh, then having to, at the spur of the moment, be able to perform. And that's something that I was never really used to. I remember back in high school, I had done it before, but back then I was kind of, it was comfortable because something I had done before, even, even when I did have the ball in my hands, I was still creative and made plays, but uh, going to just shoot, just shoot uh threes was definitely difficult at, at, at the beginning. And I started being more, becoming more comfortable and actually understanding my role within the offense Knowledge, just motion, and understanding what the, the team would need. And I feel like that's something that's huge, as well as the speed part of the game. Because defensively, I felt like I was a step behind in the beginning of the year, and that's something that I really worked on throughout the entire season, one from my coach Brandon Bailey, and I have to give him a lot of credit because um, I improved in no, not only my numbers but also um, just I feel like as a player.
2: Well, seems to me to are asking an awful lot out of you defensively since you've been. Uh, guarding everybody from postman to, you know, that guy knows what, I mean, you know, but you really have to uh, guard a, a range of people already in your rookie year. Is this the way it's going to be forever? Did they tell you this or do you think this or what? I mean that you're going to be this kind of a queen on the chessboard defensively.
1: Yeah. I feel like I'm just a Swiss army knife. I'm a guy that you can throw in anywhere and he should be okay. Um, put me on the point guard. I feel like I'll be able to defend, put me on the center. I should be able to hold my own. And <laughs> something that I guess I have to make a mark of my whole career. There's not many guys within the league that can really say they can do that. And I feel like I've proven that I can do it um, at spurts, but being able to do that consistently is something that if you can expand on will not only hopefully keep you in the league, but also um, uh, do a good job of helping you perform and, and be able to be a, a key vital player. So uh, I think that's something that they may need, they may ask me to do. I'm here for whatever the coach needs or, or wants. So um honestly, if they if they choose to and say, hey, go guard Joel Embiid, then go guard Ben Simmons and go guard Seth Curry, I guess I have to do it all. You're not complaining. You, not
0: complaining you never do. All. I mean, that's you can't, right? I mean, you do whatever they ask you to do. We had Brad on the on the podcast last week, and we kind of made fun of him to some degree over the fact that he, he would let Bob shoot threes if Bob was on the team. I mean, everybody has the green light. How How is it to play for a guy like that, Grant? Because not every coach is that way. Oh, for sure. He
1: encourages you to um, help the team by not only making those shots, because when you make them, it creates not only uh, spacing for other guys to do what they, they really are really good at. And it also um, allows you to stick on the court because if you can knock down an open three, even a contested three. It, um, it's, it's, it's hard to do in this league. The line a little bit further and, uh, something that you can set and make your mark in your career so um, it's it's encouraging to have a person who encourages you and tries to support you and and keeps you keeps your head up no matter what's going through I remember my whole 0 through 25 stretch he just said you're better shooting this you know it just keep shooting and it? when all oh, they fall and next thing you know when I made my first one I just continued on that track
0: because some guys would have said hey you know what done like at, at 0 for 22 they might have been like hey Grant you know what this isn't helping us like no right. more threes for a while. He was the opposite. He was the opposite. He was encouraging me to shoot more actually. And that's something that
1: I always be thankful for. I thought I was going to be Zaza though. Zaza thirty <laughs> one.
2: When you were recruited, I did a little research. Uh, Coach Barnes said that he saw a PJ Tucker in you. Now, A, did that mean anything to you at that moment? B, does it mean anything to you now?
1: <laughs> um i love pj as a player um his game has competitiveness his dog, like he's a dog he's a tough person and something back then where i i kind of took it as an edge thing because you know being a north carolina kid you're always like hey you see me as pj Tucker, but i'm gonna be better than him and that's something that i saw coach barnes all the time and um It's something that you look at Peter Tucker in the the league, he's made a name for himself because of his defensive presence, because of his uh, corner three-point stroke, and uh, being able to be a guy who can do the same thing that I was talking about, guard a guy like Joel and then go guard Steph Curry or go guard whoever else. So um, I have tremendous respect for him. He's the OG, honestly, because he's, what, 30, I think 36 now, 35 maybe, and to look up to him as well as a guy like Draymond and those guys, those are the guys who made it, possible for me to be here so i'm thankful for a guy like pj and uh honestly looking back then and now i just gotta say that um it's definitely something that
0: i'm thankful for coach barnes can the guinness book of world records give 2020 world's greatest delay a game even though sports had a break your business didn't you have to keep moving and that makes hiring more important than ever indeed is here to help indeed.com is the number one job site in the world Because Indeed gets you the best people and they do it fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier. Like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the most important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. So right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates will see it and they'll see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com good. This is their best offer anywhere. Go right now to com slash good. Terms and conditions apply.
2: When you were growing up, uh, did you have a one of those Carolina colleges that you would like to have played for?
1: Um, I feel like I grew up a Carolina fan just because of my brother's teammate, Kennedy Meeks, went there as well as um, I didn't know much about Coach K because Academically, I love Duke as a school. So it kind of was like a two-edged, dual-edged sword. I loved the school of Duke better, but I loved the program of Roy because I was like, oh, Kennedy's going there. So it must be a good team. Like he's had guys like this, mm-hmm. this, this name of whoever. Michael Jordan went there too. So, like, that's not a bad university. Okay. And, and next thing you know, so that was probably the one. But I remember they told me my freshman year that I was too small. And then my junior year, they tried to recruit mm-hmm. me again. And it was way too late because it was like I was probably their eighth option, not even eighth, probably 20th option. So um, looking back on, I was like, dang, it would have been nice to go to a a home state school, stuff like that, play for a blue blood. But I feel like I made the right choice. You know, I feel like we were were right.
2: (laughs) Who else was in it for you?
1: (laughs) It was Tennessee, Yale, Princeton, Harvard and um, Richmond. Those were my five. I didn't have Tennessee was my one lone high major offer outside of Boston College, which just went Owen sixteen or Owen eighteen, whatever it was the previous year. Yeah. Which is not not a not a shot. You ride. would have had a spot, you know that. <laughs> I would've had I would've been able to play. That's something that I would be able to play. Right see. away. It would've been me, Kyron Bowman and Jerome, so that would have been a great team. Like, yeah. Yeah. I feel like we would have won
0: some games, but I feel like the Tennessee decision was the one I made. Yeah, I mean, Bob, the, part of the the way that Grant ended up at Tennessee was uh, he's from Charlotte, and the assistant, Dez Oliver, who's now at Tennessee, at that point was at Charlotte, got hired by Rick Barnes, and Dez basically convinced Rick. Right, Grant, for yeah, the most part, early on?
1: I was going to say, I don't even think they knew who I was or what type of player I was going to be. They don't even think they really had faith that I was going to end up doing what I was doing. They did and- not- they, I feel like they were just – they were a little bit more excited about a guy named Jalen Johnson in my class and John Fulkerson, who were both tr- phenomenal players. Jalen's at Wake now, and then Folky is killing, crushing it at Tennessee. So um, I was kind of like that back end where I was like, trust me. Coach Oliver said, put your trust in me, and, and I hope
0: this guy will perform. And I th- don't think they made a mistake. They, they did not. So, so you like to talk. We, we know that. Uh, we, we've had several conversations, Bob. In the locker room pregame, um, mm-hmm. where we're talking, and, and literally the the PR staff's got to tell me to like get out, and I'm like, listen, Grant's still when talking, I'm, like, like yelling like him, not me. <laughs> but wait, give me a moment. Last year, when you're uh, liking uh, to talk, caught, got you in trouble with the staff with Brad. Was there ever a moment where Brad was like, hey, Grant, you know what? Like, shut up.
1: Um, there was definitely a moment. Uh, I'll say I'll say one of the two the first I'll give you a hint about it was I definitely tried to speak up in that whatever meeting we had or whatever it was after game two of the Eastern Conference finals definitely told shut the fuck up then but um, before then I got told to be quiet because I kept trying to like explain how how it worked like how this team played and stuff like that. And they were like, you just got here. Like, how do you know how this team is going to play or how this player does this? And I was like, I'll just try to help. I'm sorry. So I definitely got a, got a couple of shutups. Tyson's told me to shut up a couple of times uh, just because I'll be on the court trying to call out someone else's play. And he's like, just let the play happen. We kind of, we kind of know what's coming, but you don't have to call it out what's coming. And like, there's a clip of me in the uh, Eastern Conference Finals screaming at Duncan Robinson, Duncan Robinson, Duncan Robinson for a play. And I was like, yeah, uh, those, those are the points where you're like, okay, Grant,
0: sometimes you talk a lot. I love it. I love it, Grant. Uh, I think everybody loves it. You, 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 you take the locker room to a different level. I mean that, I mean that in a great way. Like you loosen it up, you have fun and you weren't there the year before but that locker room the, the last couple of years before you got there and I'm not putting it all on you but I think you and Taco certainly helped. Kemba is Kemba. He's not the most vocal guy in the world as you know from right. living with him but um but Kemba's just always smiling. Always. Like you right. never see Kemba without a smile on his face. So I think the three of you took the locker room to a, a completely different level and I think really helped the um the chemistry of the team uh, to be honest. So thank you. That's my. Hopefully, let's keep that up and uh, have a great year moving forward.
2: (laughs) You still listen to Coltrane before a game?
1: Uh, yeah, I listen to New Edition. I listen to everybody. I'm a a, (laughs) a Coltrane. Coltrane is probably from my grandfather. Actually, he just sent me home with. uh, Where is it? It's my gift. It's my bag. Um, I'll be right back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He sent me home with. Here we go. some sheet music
2: uh-huh well, um, Coltrane's which- best
1: song, one of his best Giant Steps
2: oh Giant Steps I know that's your old your old standby
1: that's yes exactly you know? so he sent me sent it back and said give it to Taco because I know Taco wants to learn how to play and uh, yeah so he sent me back with Giant Steps and he says you could sing too along to it I'm, I'm not about to sing with you guys but <laughs> come on nothing you don't got any? Me, uh not no Nothing. So it's my birthday, so I I'll, don't I'll, I'll feel inclined. I'll right, right. we'll we'll let you off the hook. Brian McKnight's uh, Moody's Move for Love. That's another one he sent me oh, back yeah. with. So. so those are the two that I have here with my little keyboard to the side of me. And hopefully I can learn how to play both of these to a high level. <laughs>
2: by, by dinner time, you mean by, right?
1: By dinner time, maybe not, but I hopefully,
0: hopefully by breakfast, maybe.
2: Yeah, okay, that's fair enough. I'll hold you to that. I'm going to hold you to that.
0: <laughs> you, you and Taco still doing your podcast? You going to do that this year or no? Yes,
1: that's the plan. So right now we're actually in the process of basically, I guess, negotiations. So, like, uh, we're seeing how it goes. COVID kind of kind of shut a lot of stuff down. But um, we're definitely excited and trying to try. We actually have a lot of equipment now. So we're, we're going to be hopefully get, get it rolling, stepping it up. Nice. A lot of ways.
2: Which on-court skill of, of any of your teammates Dazzle you the most?
1: Um, the on-court skill that dazzled me the most, other, other than Ty's blocking shots without looking at them, um, that's something that that gets me every time where he, like, turns his head and just jumps and then will, like, for some reason mm-hmm. get the ball. But um, I feel like just Jason's flow to his game. Like, he has a nice pace where you kind of just kind of like dance with, he looks like he's dancing on the court and it's like, boom, boom, behind back, behind the back. And next thing you know, he's, he's off to the side with his little slick sidestep and the three is up, or even just Jalen's athleticism. Um, Kemba's ball skills, another thing, like something where I guess, maybe it's an advantage being lower to the ground. I, I kind of give him to that. Him and Tremont (laughs) have a little hitch where they can like hesitate and come off. But, the way that he just – he'll come down, have the ball on the ground, boom, boom stop on a dime, and mm-hmm. then you'll close out and you almost fall and he'll go right by you. So those those three are definitely the ones. And then I miss Gordon because of his ability to not only just see the court and just feel the game. He's He was one of those guys where, like, he made, he was deceptively athletic, but at the same time it looked like he was just kind of playing the game. And uh, I feel like those four definitely have each where some things that I admire.
2: Okay, flip side, which opponent made you go, oh, my God.
1: Which opponent? When I played Dame the first time, he had he he definitely schooled me a couple couple ways. Um, Chris Middleton was the first guy I could say that messed me up. But the next game, I thought I did well against him. Um, but Chris Middleton for sure, and then LeBron. Oh, LeBron because it's LeBron. And next, you know, he made a pass in
2: LA, right? LeBron, that's that guy in LA. Right?
1: That, that's, that guy in LA? Oh, yeah. that's that some guy in LA. I don't know. Yeah,
2: so, that, but, yeah, yeah. So dirty guy, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So, next thing you know, he's in the corner and he made a pass to Kyle Kuzma. I remember it to this day where he was getting double teamed because he had just spun on the baseline. Yeah, they got it. The baseline was right to his side. He made a right handed, like, flip pass across the court at full pace and hit it directly in his pocket. And I was like, okay, that's how you know his ability is just there. Like I would not, I don't know if anyone else can make that pass with the, the stress that was there as well as the amount of time on the clock, like it was one of those, where you're like, Oh my goodness. <laughs> those are probably the three I would say, That's say had me like in a wow moments.
2: And one more uh, question for me, for sure. Uh, for the record,
1: how tall are you? For the record, I am six, six. In my opinion, people can say six, seven due to shoes, but, but, but six, yes, without- six is the, is the height that I would probably go with just because it's the honest height.
2: Just keeping that in mind, people, when they put them up to guard Joel MV. Yes. Whatever. It's which they do. So I've got I've got I want people to
1: what everything from about. 6'3 to like <laughs> 6'8 and 6-9.
0: I'm like, where is these heights coming from? All right, we <laughs> got one for you. All right. So we got the height. I want to know the vert, Grant. What's the vert? <laughs> the vert? Oh dear. Uh you know it's <laughs> a smooth,
1: smooth 52. Um 52. Just, <laughs> That's something that I jump out the gyms. What people tell me, <laughs> um, I don't know. I got compared to Jordan once. That sky across the air, but I haven't done vertical in forever. But uh, let's just say it's, it's not as high as you may think. But I definitely block shots, so it works out. That's that's. I'll just say let's just let's go with that.
0: Yeah, standing reach. You got you. are long. We'll give you standing, the length. We'll give me length. Yeah, we'll give me we'll give me length and the ability to challenge shot. No doubt. No doubt. All right, let, let's go a, a couple things. Let's start with Gordon. Let's start with Gordon and and how much his loss will affect this team going forward and how it will. Well, uh Gordon's a, a great person,
1: uh even better player and um we will definitely miss him as a, in terms of the camaraderie he brings, he brings a nice little uh off off beat personality where it's like he's not super talkative, but he's not quiet and then you respectfully says he's a like deep voice. And, uh, so we'll definitely miss that. We'll definitely miss his play style. He's a guy that led the second unit. He was a guy, even the first unit when he was, when he was going. So, um, we're definitely going to miss him, but I think that it creates opportunities for a lot of guys on this team to um, step up and perform and show, I guess, what they what they can. And 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 they open us opportunities for myself, Romeo, um, the new new guys, as well as Aaron Neesmith and those guys, and and maybe expand Smart's role a little bit as well. So um, I think uh, we're, we're in a good spot. I think that we will miss him, but at the same time, I think that we have the ability to
0: to um, step up in his place. You give him any Charlotte uh, spots already? <laughs> I uh, gave him I
1: texted him this whole paragraph of like if you need anything whether it's like uh, uh, schools for the dog like for kids because I know schools there I know places that you want to go or places you want to eat you know Gordon's response is probably just like a little he texted me a little thing and I was like oh, okay I love I love G. But I'll give him a call probably when he gets down there and settled and um, give him a couple more recommendations but I probably sent a longer list than probably needed let's just say that
0: yeah no so. surprise <laughs> Uh Kemba. Let's move on to Kemba. Um, mm-hmm. You you were with him a lot before the bubble, right? You guys lived together. Yeah, we we were. With, I stayed hit with him for like three three months. Yeah. Like, Two first months. of all, before we get on to Kemba and, and the health issues, which I want to ask you about, like, okay, what was that like? Because Kemba doesn't say much. You oh, don't yeah, like, stop. I, like, I don't know.
1: I don't say much when I'm relaxed. So, like, when I'm in my, I typically like you can ask anyone. When I'm in my apartment or when I'm I'm just. Chill. Honestly, crazy. I'm a different person. I'm social in social settings, and then when I'm I'm pretty much an introvert when I'm on my own. So, uh <laughs> and I worked out really well because, like, every now and again, we come down, may play video games, may sit down, play trouble cards or whatever, and then outside of that, we're kind of just kind of living life and doing our own thing. So, uh, he's a gr- one of my close close friends on the team, closest friends on the team, and
0: um, definitely one of the guys I'm thankful for. Is my OG, <laughs> elite level person elite level person Kemba always has been I've known him since he was in AAU ball um, how, how healthy was he in the bubble last year could you tell did you talk to him about it obviously right now uh, we talked to Brad last week and, and he pretty much said without saying it that he's probably not gonna be ready or he doesn't think he's gonna be ready maybe for the start of the season so how hard is this watching Kemba in the bubble not being probably 100% and still kind of getting over this this knee issue
1: Honestly, it shows his heart. It shows, like, for all the fans that were crushing them and stuff like that, like, I just never really understand that because, um, for one, the type of person he is, and for two, the type of player that he, he has shown that he has been. He stepped up in games where we needed him to, but um, you definitely can, can like, as Brad was basically saying, like, you can definitely tell he may miss a, couple, couple, a little bit of time, but... Um, I know that he's a fighter. I know he's going to get back to who he is and show, show the prove the world of why he was considered one of the top point guards in the league, if not like arguably one of the top, top three or four. So um, I'm just super, super stoked for him and and his process and excited to have him back. But I know Mm -hmm. that when we were in the bubble, like, we had to step up around him, and it wasn't it wasn't just it wasn't Kimball's fault. It wasn't anybody's fault. One individually, like we had got, guys who were banged up. Gordon had his ankle thing, uh, but that can't discredit the Miami team. They did beat us, and um, they're definitely a, a talented group of young young players. So I'm excited to see
0: how this this league will move moving forward. NFL football continues on this week, which has a few surprise teams at the top of the standings. You might not be at a game this year, but you could still be in on the action at Bet Online. No matter how schedules change or players that play, Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure that you can get in on every game this season with the fastest updated odds in the industry. There are always more options to wager than anywhere else on Bet Online. Head to Bet Online online today and take advantage of all the great midseason bonuses, offers, and contests. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts.
2: I got to ask you about another teammate on the court. Were you prepared for Marcus Smart? <laughs>
0: uh, I don't know if
1: anyone's prepared for Smart. I try to get the, the rookies the best uh, description of how Smart he is and, who, and his personality. And uh, let's just say that I love Smart. He's the, I think he's one of the one of those good guys that uh, definitely has like a little bit of a, a, a edge. Let's just say it. a little bit of an edge. Good guy for the edge.
2: Just a little bit, yeah. <laughs>
1: just a little
2: little edge. I said he's got to have opponents thinking, "Where is he?" every second on the court, right? Yeah. Come, where is he? Is, he, is, he, is he, You know, where, I, I think it would have that effect on people.
1: I feel like as a quarterback, so when you snap the ball and you know you can't go to a certain guy because he's covered by like the elite cornerback or elite DB and you're like, yeah, I'm just not going to look that way. That's how it is with smart. You kind of just like, whoever he's on, like, let's just go away from that person. Like he might be the best player in the world. Like you might put uh, somebody that may be the number one player on earth. And next thing you know, you're like,
0: ah, I,
1: I still might take Smart in that batch up. So I'll pass it off to uh, the, the second best on our team. So uh, definitely, definitely a huge Smart fan.
2: He right, made my, go ahead, Bob. I was going to say, I always say to people, uh, he leads the league in one category. It'll never be tough. And that is most alley-oop passes intended for seven-foot Greeks intercepted. He did two <laughs> years ago. I, I,
0: Very I, true.
2: That was my favorite play of the year. That, 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 he leads the league in that category. <laughs> okay, yeah, I can agree. <laughs>
0: so your, your locker, your locker is next to Tatum's, um, which I find kind of funny because again, Tatum is chill all the time, super yep. chill. Um, yep. What do you get on him about? Like, what what can you get on on Jason about now? That you, because I know you do. I know there's something that you go at him at and make fun of him and, and get him going about. What is it? for sure I have a lot of things with
1: Jason like I I, I, that's my guy like I've known him for a while he's best friends with with (laughs) one of my best friends in the past and that became helped us become close when we got to the team so um definitely one of those where it's like I can just I can annoy him quick if I if I felt like it I can like learn how to talk like there's things that I'll do like I remember (laughs) there was one time where we were in the bubble how I kept challenging him and contesting him and not many I feel like there's not many guys who would want to do that but with me, I was just doing it. He said, hey, he told Javante, he said, tell Grant to shut up. <laughs> and then Javante pulled me over to the side. he be like, JT, JT, you want to tell me, you know. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. I said, you yeah, know, I'm not going to shut up. <laughs> so, uh, definitely, definitely my dude. Um, he, I think they put me next to him for that reason. Uh, because we just goof off. And uh, he knows that everything I talk, talk to him about is coming from the heart and genuine. So, um and I'm hopefully, hopefully I can be uncle, uncle Grant to little deuce, but I don't know if I'm there yet. I don't know if I'm close
0: enough for that. No, You got to go a little, little longer, a little longer. I think, sure. I, have a, I think I have a long process to get there, but you know, like, you we're, gotta we're, just we're, we're, you got to find out all you got to do is find out like, what is deuce like the candy, whatever it is. <laughs> That's how you got to do it. I mean, this isn't that hard. Right. It's two, right. So, or three, I, mean, yeah, I think it's three now. Three now. Yeah. So,
2: one more guy we got to ask you about because he's an interesting person as well. And that is Jalen Brown. And, and we even start with, with the, with social activism, with, with, uh, let's start with that and with how he's inspired or, 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 you know, kind of led the way on, on your ball club.
1: Yeah. JB's a phenomenal mind. Um, he's a person that, um, challenges. I can't kind of feel like everything that's established and, and it's something that you kind of respect about him because, it's the truth. Like some things that have been around and you may not have think even thought about once. And next thing you know, you really, you start deep deeply thinking because you're around JB. You're like, wow, like uh, he's a creative, creative person. And no wonder he's so intelligent. No wonder he picks up information so well. And um, something that I definitely respect about him and his activism. Um, he's a person that stands up and isn't afraid of how, it affects him. It's bigger than him. And I think that's a tremendous credit to not only how he was raised, but also um, the, the humility that comes with it. And uh, let's just say I'm uh, JB is one of those guys where you kind of just and he's always been open about his his not only just uh, mental uh, side of not only just mental health. And you just
0: kind of have a, a full on respect for him as a player. And I think he has that respect across the league. Is there anybody you haven't gotten along with, Grant? Like, I know on the court, you've had your issues, obviously, with guys because of how you play. But again, like, once people get to know you, it's hard for people. Like, have you, have you ever, like, literally had it out with somebody?
1: I don't think so. Uh, I think I feel like at times guys can hate me at first because they have to get used to me. Like, I feel like Ty, when I first got to the team, i always felt like Tice just hated me and didn't didn't enjoy having me around and stuff like that and I said look Tice you're gonna get to a point where you're saying, that's just Grant and you're gonna be like that's the person like my mom always had this saying where um will you still love me if I was upside down in the corner with my dress like and like didn't didn't even like and I was like crazy or whatever I said yes mom I'll still love you so like that's kind of how it kind of described not myself, I'm not upside down to dress, but I'm definitely the person where it's like, eventually you'll just be like, that's my, that's just Grant. He's like a nerd. He's a good dude. Like he means, he means well, like don't take him, don't take him, don't take him too uh,
0: harshly. Grant, Bob, how about this one? This is unbelievable. Anytime uh, anybody asked Grant at Tennessee to go to a game, could have been a soccer lacrosse, you name it, whatever it was, (laughs) if he could, he'd go even last year. He told me he wanted to go. My daughter played like freshman JV volleyball. Like, isn't an athlete at all. And Grant's like, tell me when she's playing, I'm gonna get there. No, it never happened. Um, but COVID. COVID. Exactly. it was a little bit difficult, but um are you still doing that? I mean, you can't right now, obviously with COVID, but like did you do that even when, when you got to Boston a little bit? You started- I did it when I got to Boston a little bit. I went to a, a, a Harvard, a couple of Harvard
1: games, I went to a couple um uh, high school games around the area, but um, due to COVID and everything, that kind of kind of shut everything down. But I still will do it. Like I feel the same. Like I kind of feel like support is, is is needed not only just in life, but uh, with everything. So I uh, feel like it's vital. Like it's a huge part of part of everything that's going on and being able to be in, tied into the community and also um, show that you actually care. Like it's something that guys can can say they do, but being involved and being a person that and put that, that foot forward is something I always try to commend myself on.
2: When you, any rookie enters the league, uh, you honestly, your first training camp is, you are loaded with questions, I would think, right? And so tell me as you enter year two, how differently you feel and, and, you know, what it's done for your confidence level, everything else going, knowing that you've got this one year under your belt.
1: Yeah, you definitely are a little bit more confident. You know what to expect, and you're just um, doing it against new guys. So um, training camp is going to be exciting because last season it was me going – I was excited because I was like, I'm about to see what Ennis is like. Like Ennis Cantor is like a like tremendous officer rebounder. Just went to the Western Conference Finals as well, seeing JT and those guys in action. And, and now it's like, oh, I get to see what Tristan Thompson, an uh, NBA champion and another phenomenal rebounder. And then all the guys that I already know – as well as Jeff Teague, who's an all-star, a mm-hmm. quick, dynamic, athletic point guard, and just the rookies as well. I've been playing one-on-one with those guys when I when they first got here, like seeing how talented they were. And, and besides, it's just like you're more confident stepping into it. You know the system. You're not worried about having all these different things. You have a place to stay. So um, it's definitely more so a little bit of comfort towards it, and you kind of just got to approach it and, and hopefully improve as time goes on.
0: What's it like right now, Grant? I mean, again, take me through since the season ended. Even uh, how much time you you shut down, or did you even really, you know, take off much time? Because you guys had a lot of time off. Yeah, you know be better.
1: Though. I took like four days, yeah. uh, three days maybe, but um, then I just got right back to it. Just now, I'm just working out. But uh, basketball, you kind of just do – in that time you've had to find where you could go and. Honestly, now it's more so like we're getting used to this regulations of the league of individuals for the first couple of days due to Thanksgiving and guys traveling back and making sure everyone's negative testing wise. But once we're able to start doing team stuff and we can have access to our facility and then it's full on run and we play and think about it, we play in 14 days or 13 days or less than that. So um, to be prepared for that within the next two weeks, it's it's, it's not what we're playing any, any. quote bad team we're playing philadelphia and brooklyn so we're starting off out the gate playing against two of the top teams in the league so um it's definitely um going to be interesting to see how these these next couple weeks go
2: yeah you're going to have a lot of trouble Remember uh, your homework assignment is going to be memorizing the sixty-three thousand word memo the league sent out about the covid pro- protocol protocols yeah so, see it's going to come to you to, i know to say okay Grant, what's on page 42 uh <laughs> see I,
1: I i said this i said i can be in charge of certain things like parts of it but like don't add you know that the full sheet i'll leave that mike Zaren and those guys they can they can, they can they can they can uh take care of all that Zaren will <laughs> condense it Zaren will get it down Zaren will,
0: will make it make it a, a spreadsheet or, or a powerpoint very true very true he'll uh and then he'll then he'll uh write the league with with what he thinks it should be right proof <laughs> no doubt no doubt all right so your Tennessee Vols uh, we, we have to get on before we, we we wrap this soon um I got them ranked 20th in the preseason everybody's killing me everybody's like why 20th they should be 10th I know listen I know I've heard how good for Kimmy English Keon Johnson Jaden Springer are I know they got your boy Folky back uh, Eves Ponds back you know, hopefully Josiah has a better uh, better sophomore season. He takes a jump. Uh, what do you think of this team? Have you seen these guys? Have you had a chance? I watched, to- them pr- I watched them practice, and
1: they're talented. They're probably one of the more talented teams that they've had at Tennessee. We've had so far. And it reminds me of kind of that team that won the SEC championship because we had, they had a lot of dynamic guards in that team. But I feel like you kind of just look at the difference. We had a couple NBA guys as well as pros, and they're going to have the same. And as well as they have Folky, who was, who is was probably going to get – I hope he gets FC Player of the Year. I think he's out, or has a candidate for it. And then they, we have Folky on our team. So I always kind of c- compare the rosters. But um, I think they're going to be really, really good. 20th, I feel like I can understand why you did that because of their youth as well as the, the, the veteran leadership of Folky and Eve. Like mm-hmm. they have to step up and do their thing from a, on a consistent level because Folky was on the back half of the year. Um, so I'm excited to see what they, they perform. Cause I think that that 20 will change to like eight very soon, like really, really quickly after how, how played,
0: you know, they, they, they got yeah. COVID so they've been shut down. So, but I had them lower than most, you know, a lot of right. people have them in that 10, 10, 15 range. It's so hard. I mean, you're ranking teams on paper. Um, I think
1: that, I think that they have the talent to compete with anyone in the country. I think that, um, the coaching is there. So they'll they'll be able to be in any game. Defensively, they're going to be a lot more dynamic because of the amount of how many different ways they can play. They have the, the all the guards they can play, as well as Foki, who can now who can probably switch and defend as well, and then Eve, who can do what he does, I mean, as well as the grad transfer and EJ, the new the other transfer, Victor Bailey, who I've heard a lot of good things about, and I think that they're just going to have a lot of edge on a lot of, a lot of teams because they're not they're not as deep as we are, and in college that's huge because. Um, you can get away with having a non-shooter on the court and non-this, that, or whatever, but to to lose depth is is hard. When you play five guys or six guys at a top level team, like you you they wear out over the course of the game. Versus if you have eight or nine, like remember when we played Gonzaga the last year, we were both pretty deep teams, so it was a very competitive game. Same with those Kentucky Auburn games. Like you look at the, all across those teams, no matter if they were pros or not, they were deep all the way down to like the ninth man, tenth man. So. I think that's what's going to separate Tennessee. I think they can really crack that top 10 sooner than you may think.
2: I noticed you were very quick to congratulate those Richmond spiders for their victory over the wild. It's, it's,
0: it's a little love, love to Mooney and love to the Time Richmond to notice guys. that tweet. Did yeah. you, you tweeted it out. Congrats to Richmond. Yes, wow. he did. Posted,
1: my dad, my dad posted the photo of my visit to Richmond because Mooney was there. was my recru- recruiter and everything like that. So, um, I retweeted that and retweeted the win, but I also retweeted. We got to give a little bit of credit to the the post by T H D. He was um talking about how Kentucky always young, so they always lose in the beginning of the year. I
2: saw that. Yes, and yeah. then
1: win. But very it feels a little good. To very say that.
2: diplomatic. Very good. Very yes, good. it feels a little good to
1: say that also. being a Tennessee guy, being able to say that you know Richmond kicked their butt. But
0: yeah, I'm sure you're not upset when Kentucky loses.
1: Not at all. But I have a friend on there now, so Terrence Clark. Yep. I got to give him a little bit of love. And He's around Jalen well a, a lot, right? After, yeah, that's, uh, one of his, that's one of his guys. So, yeah. uh, Terrence is a good dude, as well as um, uh, Olivier Sarr, who's friends with uh,
0: Eve at Tennessee. So, I have to show a little bit of support to those two guys. But outside of that, I still want Kentucky right. to A big thing on Kentucky, even this year, and, and, and a lot in the past, is they've got all these athletic dudes who can really play. They haven't had a ton of, like, elite-level shooters. Yeah, that's something that will always be a crush for them just because
1: um, they have the ability to pound you on the glass, the ability to defend, stuff like that. But you're dealing with a, a lot of one and done. So typically you're going to have to – you can't really instill that over four. You, you instill that over two or three years. Like you instill your philosophies <laughs> and stuff like that. Having someone buy into defensive rebounding, officer rebounding, is difficult like to, for anyone, especially if they're coming to be one of the top Fifty recruits in the in the, in the country, so um, I think Coach Cow does a great job of getting those guys towards, especially towards the end of the year, of understanding the importance and understanding. about it definitely has a learning curve, and I think that's what the a team like Richmond can take advantage of, like elite level or talented mid major that um, has depth and experience, and that's that showed. And I think that's where a little bit of that's why I said Tennessee can understand where you have a little bit lower than most, because yes, they have the talent for it. But um, at the yeah. same time, they are young. They're gonna you're gonna have Josiah and like even here to quote the two leaders. But then EJ is ten; he's old, but he was with the team. Exactly. And then so you kind of have to understand the whole. There's gonna be a learning curve. It's just a matter of how quick they get out of it, how they respond. And I think that Cal and Coach Barnes and everyone do a great job of it. So um, I'm excited to see. I wish I could have seen that Gonzaga Tennessee game. I know. That would have been that would have been a lot of talent on a court, but. Hey, hopefully we get it in the future. Hey, give me your, your best Rick Barnes prank while I've got you on. Other than the popcorn while I was running on the treadmill, I feel like that story's been told millions of times. But he definitely pranks guys. Like, I remember while we were in the, in the uh, on our overseas trip in Barcelona, um, or Cambril on the water, we had these water guns. They're like little water guns. Mm-hmm. And Coach Barnes would just squirt one of our um, – was it Reed or somebody within our program, he would square him in the back of his shirt and then duck down. And then, like, keep doing stuff like that. So then, guys, we kind of goofed off with Coach Barnes. So Jordan Bowden, myself, and a couple other guys, we started squirting Coach. So he says, you know what? I'm just not going to get y'all back right now. I'll get y'all back later. And, like, his whole, like, deal. So Jordan Bowden falls asleep. And grabs two water bottles and just pours them all over JB. And then myself, he squirted me in my ear with the water gun. And my ear, like, that whole trip was clogged. I couldn't hear anything the rest of the trip. So I had to get, like, like flushed out and stuff like that when I got back. And it was, let's just say Coach Barnes is a kid at heart, no matter how
0: old he is. A kid. Like, like I, I we're going to get him at some point. Um, I want to get him. But people have yeah. told me, if you get him, the problem is, like, Nothing is off limits, Bob. Like no, if you no, get Rick Lawrence on a no. friend, he's going to come back and like your wife, your kid, it doesn't matter. He'll Everything's in. included. Everything's included. I remember I debated doing something epic before I left the
1: school and MC Mary Carter advised me not to because she said he will find a way get to you. get you back. And no matter what it is, he will find a way.
0: So you could be millions of miles away. He'll get you back. And I was like, okay, and I'm not gonna play this game. <laughs> I was gonna get him with few. Few and I were gonna we're gonna team up and get him before the, the, the Jimmy V, and obviously it never happened. So right. But at some point, you know, we'll 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 get him. We'll get him. Somebody'll get him.
2: Maybe Somebody we, will get you him. and
0: I. Maybe, maybe Man. now now you're a little bit tougher, you're gone. He can't do I it. Could, I can stand, I I stand up.
1: I don't have to run any more 17s. That's right. That's right. So
0: all right, listen. <laughs> Uh, happy birthday, Bob! Do you want to do you want to do a quick? Happy
2: birthday to you! Happy birthday to you! Happy birthday, dear Grant Williams, the volunteer! Happy birthday to you!
1: That is love. I appreciate you guys. Also, Here's black voice.
0: Thank that you. is impressive, right? Yeah, I was about to say. Come on. Really good. You don't want to hear me sing. Whatever you do, we we're, we're not going to go there. We're not going to go. There. <laughs> If so. you're a rookie, I'd make you do it. Yeah, team, you, I'm sure you would. You, you got to get Peyton. You got to get Peyton oh, pretty tonight. Good. Team meeting.
1: Peyton. going right to get here. him tonight?
0: Absolutely. All right. They good. made Something me do else. it to
1: all the guys last year. They're doing it
0: tonight. All right. Have fun. Happy birthday. Thanks for joining us. And I hope I'll we'll see you in person soon. Thanks, for sure. A lot. Thank y'all. Take, take care, man. Take care. Thanks, Craig.